okay, so I now think that he's gonna turn out to be a secret vampire lord, but we'll see. <laughs> I can't wait to get railed by friendship. She vampire splains diaries? Yeah. And, and I say this as um, someone who has maybe never loved a human as much as she loves wearing a hat backwards. You're on the right side of history. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Morgan. And I'm Eleanor, a local expert on layering one shirt that is short-sleeved over another shirt that is also short-sleeved. I'm not an expert in anything. <laughs> and this is <laughs> our Vampire, Vampire Journals. This week, we're joined by two other local experts. I'm Bridget Woodbury. I'm an expert in rapping with teens. Um, <laughs> and my name's Hannah Chiapanos, and I work in celebrity cannibalism. Oh, oh my god <laughs> this is a podcast about the show the vampire diaries and its effect on the human psyche we've gathered a team of experts to determine whether or not the show is any good is it good is it bad maybe it's both and this is just an unethical experiment akin to torture that i'm playing on my friends <laughs> hmm. To reiterate from the first episode, Eleanor has never seen The Vampire Diaries before. Mm -hmm. Neither has Hannah or Bridget. I've seen it several times. The question is also still unanswered for you, whether or not it's good despite these watchings, and that's why you brought us in. I think I'm watching it with a new perspective. Okay. Because when I first started watching it, mm -hmm. it was in college. Mm -hmm. This was over 10 years ago. Morgan, do you watch it about once a year? Maybe once every two or three years. Okay. It's definitely a Christmas time thing for me. Interesting. Because it's like it's cold and dark outside. So you want something that's like spooky but silly. Yeah. And one of the colors of Christmas is red, like blood. Mm -hmm. Red, yeah. yeah. Now I'm wondering if she watches it twice some years to get us to the dozen <laughs> that we were at. To make the math work out. <laughs> I guess we don't have a math expert here. There's no math expert present. Yeah, can anyone do math? No, no not here, no. <laughs> I've heard tell of a rumor. Other podcasts. Yeah, somewhere there's four people recording a podcast about math, and maybe they're wondering if anyone knows anything about vampires. But I, <laughs> I was thinking there's someone there being like, I need help with the humanities. Can anyone do one humanities? Yeah, could anyone say what a color reminds them of? <laughs> Sorry, is something evoking something else here? I've never once known culture. <laughs> so first, we are going to talk about episode two of the Vampire Diaries called The Night of the Comet. And I want to get Eleanor's take on just exactly what the hell happened mm -hmm. in this episode. Okay. Where do we start? We start in a similar way to how the first episode started with a cold open on a straight couple bickering in the forest. Mm -hmm. They hear a noise and some fog emerges over the very creepy, spooky terrain. They're in a very shitty little tent. They should not be camping there. And the rain tarp wasn't up. And one of them was like, it's about to rain. And then it did rain. Blood. Uh, <laughs> I feel like exactly how you just delivered it was how it was pitched in the writer. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> I'm just like, it's so fascinating that they were already talking about this fucking comet in that tent. Where they yeah, were it was like, like the night before. They were like, ooh, is it going to rain? If it rains, we won't see the comet. That's like mm. at a different night than tonight. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's 24 hours away. Yeah, they were camped out like how people wait for like the release of a new of a hot new video game. They were camped out for that mm -hmm. comet <laughs> 24 hours in advance outside of a GameStop. Do they know there's, there's more access to the sky than there is 
to a Star War. <laughs> <laughs> Stars are free, my guy. <laughs> this guy gets eaten mm. in a tree. In a tree. He I'm, gets... I'm imagining a vampire having his dinner in a tree. Yeah, a like tree. carrying his prey up into a tree like how lions do. Yeah. Apex predator shit. Did we see a tree murder in the last episode? Yeah. There was some big jumping that happened. Like, uh-huh. like kind of okay. some half-flying big jumping. Yeah, they were in the yeah, middle I of a road yeah. away from trees. Yeah, and I think that in that one, Stefan? Steve-o, you mean? Yeah, Stevie. <laughs> our dude Steve, he leapt out of the trees last time. And I think leapt out, again, like directly onto that lady and, and ate some more people. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the hospital where... Where Vicky's in the hospital because uh, she got her blood drank at a at a hot teen party. Teens were drinking liquor. Someone was drinking her blood. Wrapping everywhere. Jeremy, who is Elena's brother, cut school to visit her in the hospital. He clearly has a very tender little patch in his heart for her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he goes to school and he sees her boyfriend who was uh, tried to assault her last episode. Yeah, Tyler. Uh, yeah, and like you were, you were kind of telling me before we started recording that it's like halfway through season one, we just like forget that this ever happened as if like... I mean, it depends on who you are. I don't think... Yeah, we as in like the, the show doesn't yes. address it. Yeah, it's a metaphor yeah, for the public consciousness. <laughs> yeah, I yes. only retain so much. <laughs> here's what I'll here's what I'll go ahead yeah. and ask is how do you think um, a vampire would relate mm. the texture of a neck? Interesting. Mm. I feel like a vampire biting into a neck would probably be like one of us seeing silly putty and thinking it's chompable. I feel like it'd be yeah. more like biting into a grape <laughs> or a tide. Oh, oh gross! I think it's maybe a tide pod because it's like a little wrong. I feel like because like the skin is kind of there would be a little pop. Oh ew! But you're right. Okay, <laughs> the pop is an important part of the silly putty experience, but it's like a very gradual. But yeah, maybe because sometimes they've got those little bubbles in them. Anyway, back to mm. next. I think that veins. Mm. Veins would sort of be the little popping. Thing. Yeah, yeah, because that's what you'd be aiming for. And there's some really good necks in this show. Oh yeah. Wait. Oh, okay. okay. So that's actually not something that I had noted. Morgan, I'm just trying to bring it back around. Yeah, yeah thank you. I was going to ask you to rate your top necks, but if that was more of a transition, then. Uh, I have a top neck. The aunt, when she uh-huh. is getting, like, roasted over a spit by the meanest teacher alive. Uh, oh, my God. Where's this, like, like backless She thing. was, that was a gorgeous uh-huh. outfit. I could only think about how unpleasant it would be to sit in like a high school desk with your back against it because you'd like peel off yeah. in the summer but it was like a gorgeous outfit gorgeous and I outfit. Love the, the yeah. setting didn't deserve her i and that <laughs> was some of the worst rapping i've ever seen a teacher do mm, no yeah and that that goes back to the plot line of the episode so mm-hmm. jeremy is a troubled little youth because his parents are dead and he's in love with a girl who doesn't love him back um so he's doing drugs Mm. doing still unspecified drugs but i think this episode it was more marijuana centered yeah there was a bong in his room yeah there was definitely some pills some opioids and marijuana downers vicky definitely was on opioids vicky said they didn't give her any prescriptions with an o in it so i'm assuming (laughs) he has some sort of she's like they only gave me the little baby they gave me baby aspirin And I don't mean low dose. I mean aspirin for stupid babies. And so Jeremy is apparently like skipping his classes, failing his classes. So the aunt gets called in to a parent-teacher conference with the man that I think we all unanimously hate so much. He represents 
all fascists. <laughs> Truly. He's just like I the distillation even... of every terrible authority figure. Tanner. Oh, yeah. Because Tanner. Elena says, you just got tannered, didn't you? Yeah. Oh something. my god. That's true. <laughs> this is something that happens regularly enough. <laughs> I'm disappointed that he's probably not going to die in a really spectacular fashion because that's my mm. dream is to watch him like Yes. If it was supernatural, he would be like totally exploded by a demon. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. But I feel like for the type of show this is, he's so infuriating that they're absolutely going to keep him around to like cause conflict for a long time. Oh, I thought he just one day like wasn't ever going to appear on the show again. Fingers crossed. Acknowledge it. Fingers fucking crossed. She's Um, a different teacher now, and he's hot. Morgan, do we swear on this? Mm. I actually don't remember what happens to the teacher. Oh, so this is going to be a thing that we all discover. Yeah. As a group. Based on the fact you can't remember him, I'm assuming he doesn't turn out to be like a secret vampire lord. Wait, you paused. You paused for such a long time. Why'd you pause? Why did you pause so long? Um. Oh, okay. So I now think that he's gonna turn out to be a secret vampire lord, but we'll see. I just like torturing everyone here. Um, (laughs) we know. Yeah, that's how we got here. Yeah, the 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 teacher sucks. Yes, he um, has a an infuriating conference with the aunt. Yeah. Really bad rapping. <laughs> yeah, not sitting astride over a chair backwards to get on her level. I will say it's fair that she's not a teen. Yeah, no, but she is um. I would consider her a youth. How old Jenna? is she supposed to be? She's in grad school. She's in her twenties. Let me take a. I'll take a little peek while you guys keep talking. Okay. No, last time you did that, you saw spoilers. I'm just gonna blow her age. It says age, immortal, because she's a vampire. (laughs) Vampire lord! Eleanor, I believe that you were in the middle of a Mm storyline. Oh, yes. Uh, So there's a parent-teacher conference in which the teacher is like, you're not raising those teens correctly. It should be impossible. It should be the hardest thing in the world, which I think is appropriate for someone who sucks, because I feel like raising a teen should not be impossible if they like you. And clearly, nobody likes him. Yeah, he's like, all interpersonal relationships should be the hardest thing you've ever done. Yeah, they should all be based on antagonizing each other. This is my wisdom. <laughs> um, Jenna's 29. Okay, okay. So, like, he should be at least sort of rapping. What a lovely her. neck for a 29-year-old. It is a beautiful mm. Good for her. <laughs> That's younger than me, though, and I feel like my neck is doing okay. Are you not? I shaved your undercut today. I saw it up in close and and so you're saying you don't think I have a You've good You've got neck. a fucking haggard neck. <laughs> you have an amazing neck. It's a neck positive space and we all have good necks Everyone here. Everyone has lovely <laughs> necks here. I think Jenna also tries to have yeah. a talk with Jeremy. Yeah, she, she raps with him a little more successfully than the teacher raps with her, but like the bar is pretty low. I agree. I think the teacher set a bad example for her in the rappery mm. department. Yeah. I believe uh, Bridget here is our expert on rapping with teens. Yeah, actually. So, uh, Bridget, do you have anything to say about the scene? I mean, I think the broad issue we're seeing is that people are turning away from the backwards hat movement, mm. which I think engenders a lot of... And, and I say mm. this as um, someone who's maybe never loved a human as much as she loves wearing a hat backwards. Mm. Mm. It is something for us to unpack maybe privately offline. And also, I think, an important tool in terms of reaching young people that we're just not seeing taken advantage of here. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you think the conversation would have gone differently if the aunt was wearing like a like a backwards baseball cap yeah. to like show him that she was like stylish but still like not super uptight. It would have been a less embarrassing story about how she used to smoke weed if she'd had like a cool hat on, you know? It's two cool things about her that she's got a backwards maybe, hat and she has had weed. Maybe yeah. if she had like one of those like pipes that blows bubbles. Mm-hmm. Interesting, yeah. Or just a bowl with some weed in it. She's actually <laughs> smoking weed. And she's like, listen, when you are 29, you too can smoke weed. <laughs> Focus on your studies for now. I'm not actually right now reckoning with the conversation I'm one day going to have to have with a child about the age <laughs> It's fine with me if they start smoking weed. Your brain doesn't stop forming <laughs> until you're 29. That's not- <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. Do you think we could do this in person one day? Yeah, let's do this. Yeah, what's that called? I'd be fucking gay for that. I would fucking, mm. like, I would. <laughs> I would love that. I'm so excited to hear what Hannah's about to say. No, <laughs> I saw how excited I was, and now she won't finish talking. <laughs> yeah, because what I was gonna say was cream my friend jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, and then and then I realized like that I shouldn't say that. No, I thought it was gonna be something with the word rail. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get railed by friendship. To just rail. <laughs> Rail your ears with my audio. <laughs> That's just you talking, idiot. Yeah. But in person, we live together. Yeah, I'm constantly railing your ears. You're not railing theirs. So I've been working on an intro for <laughs> this podcast. For episode two, I think, getting railed by friendship. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty good. good. Um, hey, what are your episode one options? I, I don't mean to I distract just, too much. Just as a reminder that we're funny. As um, no, I, I just, will, I, I want to know if it's me saying I'm a whole because I'm like, <laughs> oh, that is, that is the first thing that's said. Oh, Morgan, can you send me that file? Because no. it's my ringtone now. Could we maybe cut that from the file? No, 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 that's no, literally, no, no, no. That was the I only usable anymore. intro that you gave. Sometimes. I'm a whole. I can re-record it right now. No, no, Eleanor. Over I can re-record it right now. Just use the one we just recorded. <laughs> yeah. Fast forwarding, um, we have a scene with um, Matt visiting Vicky in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that, Eleanor? Yeah. So uh, let me know if I'm getting this wrong. But so he is visiting her. Um, he says to somebody at school, actually, to rewind, that she said a vampire bit her. And Damon hears that with his super vampire hearing and gets a very intense look on his face. So he zooms to the hospital Mm -hmm. uh, with his super fast power walk. And he goes to her bedside and he whispers like an animal attacked you. It was an animal that attacked you. You're going to say that when people ask you what happened to kind of cover his tracks. Damon or Stefan? Oh, I thought it was Damon. But from what you're saying, I feel like it was Stefan. I think it was Stefan. Okay. okay. Because he zooms to the hospital, but then leisurely walks away when Matt is following him. No, the like like, strangely human nephew was talking to him about like... Right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So she kind of gets her memories somewhat overwritten, but then later on on the night of the comment let me know if i'm skipping too much oh you're good okay um david and 
Stefan. Um, they end up fighting over it, over um, Stefan's presence in town. Their faces are extremely close to one another, and Stefan yes. smirks with half of his face uh-huh. as though he's trying to have sex with his brother, which Morgan loves. Um, and I love <laughs> the Lex. actors aren't brothers. The actors aren't brothers, and it's like they describe that. That's not- you keep saying the actors aren't brothers. But, like the characters are brothers. <laughs> to reckon with none of the fiction before us, Morgan. <laughs> Like all the actors also aren't vampires, but we're engaging <laughs> that we know of, but we're engaging with it. Now I'm disillusioned. And God, as a siblinghood is the only reason you shouldn't kiss someone. That's really something. <laughs> Pop reason in it's, that situation. Yeah. It's up there, certainly. But I can think of at least three other reasons you shouldn't kiss someone. But like if Damon and Stefan specifically were not related, I feel I would also be rooting for them to kiss because they keep talking six inches away from each other. Yeah, their mouths are so close. Their mouths keep getting so close in a way where it's like the visual cues tell me that this should be tense. But the text of the scene is that they are brothers. Yeah. One thing that's wild is they both have super hearing. So they could be standing on opposite sides of the room. (laughs) Yeah. And just like whisper into a cup to each other. It is an interesting device to put two people at kiss or kill distance when Mm. they can't kiss. Yeah. And also can't kill each other. Yeah. Then like, what are the stakes? They have to make Morgan believe they might kiss. They might accidentally <laughs> plosive all over. Yeah. You know what I'm choosing to believe based on the super hearing thing, though, is that that is like getting really close and talking at a normal volume is their way of having a screaming mash because it would be like super loud to them. Because like if they always had super hearing, they would have to sleep in water chambers like Blade does. Yeah, they mm-hmm. wouldn't be able to get any sleep. There you go. Hannah, I forgot what you're the expert in today. Oh, I work in celebrity cannibalism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how does this come into play? Yeah, are there any recent events that maybe you'd <laughs> Some alleged screenshots from conversations with Army Hammer were released where it was revealed that he's into blood play and described himself as allegedly again a cannibal sorry what was the percentage of cannibal he described himself uh, as 100 percent okay yeah, thank you, thank you. a cannibal what's, mm-hmm. and i know we don't have a math expert again but what's the <laughs> highest percent you can be of something i believe that's also 100 percent. Uh, so does he not eat anything else <laughs> um I don't know if this is an, a diet or an identity, mm. but um, allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, like I'm ten percent a broccoli eater. If I was a hundred percent a broccoli eater, I would only eat broccoli, right? Is yeah. that how this works? Yeah, I, I think so. Yep. Or maybe you just really <laughs> love. Like I, I would say I'm like a hundred percent a pizza eater in the yeah. sense that I'll always yeah. eat pizza if it's presented to me. Yeah, God, I should have gone with pizza. <laughs> Fuck broccoli. <laughs> But can I just tell you guys something? I've been thinking about the Army Hammer thing for 72 hours yeah. straight. Not, pun unintended. Would give an arm and a leg to... <laughs> oh my god. Un- unavoidable. I'm sorry, but like to be in the room of the publicist that got the call, <laughs> that got the call from Army Hammer, he was like, hey, so just like heads up. There's like some stuff people are saying on the internet or about the me. Or you had to break it. Had to, to call him and be like, "Fuck hey, yeah, buddy. yeah." But like, imagine just like them, like whoever brought it to the other one first, them being like, "Okay, how how can we spin this? Like, maybe is the wording ambiguous? Like, can we say it's metaphorical? Like, what exactly <laughs> did you say?" And then Army Hammer had to look somebody in the eyes and be like, "So I did say the phrase." I am 100% a cannibal. Like the lack, 
the lack of ambiguity in that yeah. has been murdering yeah. me yeah. ever since I read it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. I, that's, I was imagining a publicist like getting an email and opening <laughs> the attachments and being like, arm, army. I do think that the current events of today and the public conversation around it has led me to the question that I would like to pose to this panel of experts, okay. which is, is vampirism cannibalism? That's so interesting. Uh, Excellent. I was question. wondering how you were going to um, bring it back around to the show. I got you, baby. Yeah. I think Thank you. no, because vampires and humans are technically distinct. Yeah, they're built they different. Not? So, but there, we also have reported cases in vampire media where they are able to procreate. Interesting. Uh, interesting point. So one but that would could think, be like a mule situation. But right. So, but if it wasn't mules progeny, are sterile, right? Can their progeny? <laughs> oh, so further? can so can Renesme never carry a child? That's my interesting. For you. I have no idea who that is. However, it sounds relevant to my inquiry. <laughs> um, she is Edward and Bella's child who I marries Jacob, who is a werewolf. Uh-huh. So any who is oh, yeah. Bella's ex. Yes. Just a minor interruption here. Hannah, Bridget, and Elle spend uh, the next half hour talking exclusively about Twilight and how much it creeps them out. So I've cut it out. Fuck you guys. I love you. I do want to mention that, like, as Stefan's trying to exit the hospital, he uh, sees blood. Gets hungry. He gets hungry. Mm -hmm. But he controls himself. He Mm -hmm. doesn't freak out or anything. And he jumps out a window or something. Yeah. (laughs) Here is where I may need to get my mind jogged a little bit. Because I feel like there is a scene at then that, like, teen hangout they're all at where Vicky is out of the hospital. Mm -hmm. And Jeremy talks to her and he gives her some, some fun pain pills. Yeah. Because the hospital only gave her baby aspirin or something and she's got Mm -hmm. like a gaping neck wound so there's kind of like another little jealous moment between jeremy vicky and vicky's boyfriend who's tyler oh and um bonnie is just kind of casually at some point mentioning like yeah i'm a witch just you know don't forget about bonnie i'm a witch like that hasn't really come up yet she's like Oh no, like, I'm not a witch. Grim Grum thinks I'm a witch. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, she was drinking a little bit and she says I'm descended from Salem. This'll probably never be relevant to the plot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's around that, that same point where like the group of friends, yeah. uh, so Elena, Bonnie, and Caroline, they're doing a little like girl talk about sex. Yeah. Oh, basically all they were talking about was like Caroline is like boy likes girl girl likes boy just fuck about it already oh my god yes that's like sound a bit like a hannahism <laughs> <laughs> please that's far too hot that okay that's true that's true and i also i would never ever 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 wear that yellow dress oh that my Caroline god wears in this episode mm-hmm. it's the ugliest thing i've ever seen in my life and listen like <laughs> i love like I'm a I'm already so excited for how much I will love her character later. Like I can feel it coming. Like she's definitely going to be someone who I care deeply about. But the dress that she wears in this episode, this yellow mm-hmm. with gray. 
Mm. Yeah. It was a gray cardigan. It was a gray cardigan with a bunch of cascading ruffles down the back. It's the same yellow as the tank top in Pretty Little Liars mm. from the night that Allison, that Allison was murdered. Oh and it's gosh. like, it's, a, it's this big plot point, the yellow tank top. And that tank top is also ruffled like the yes. cardigan. It, like, it was the style in like 2010 in Charlotte mm. Roos or Wet Seal or wherever the fuck. Yeah. Um, I want to read the list of stores that Hannah referenced. Oh, <laughs> when we were texting. Yes, uh-huh. that she was texting during this episode. So some options are, um, sorry, okay, I'll just read the sentence. Mm-hmm. Someone please burn Caroline's wet seal Charlotte Rouge dress. Yeah. Paxton ass, Hollister ass, <laughs> Abercrombie ass dress. God, yeah. This show is a bunch of like truly like beautiful people wearing the worst outfits. That was the year 2009. Yeah, yeah that's true. Just like wearing stuff that I would have not mostly stuff that I would have worn, but some stuff that I would have worn at the time. <laughs> stuff that I would have tried on. Yeah, exactly. Stuff I looked at in the Delia's catalog and uh-huh. I was like, this uh-huh. is not going to work for me. When my grandmother took me to Nordstrom to be like, I'll buy you something nice. Put this on. And I'm like, just like trembling in the mirror. Like, yeah. This isn't right. Oh my God. <laughs> From that same chat, I love Bridget's notes, which is just... Cap sleeves, crows, yes. one, crappy fog, FX, sound effects, yes. yeah, one, consent, carpet, and climate. After I sent you a photo of my notes next to consent, I did write mind control mm. and then draw three of the flat mouth emojis next yeah. to each other. We, we're actually two for two on episodes where there was some kind of a basic consent violation. A problematic consent yeah. situation. Yeah. I mean, Caroline did not consent to getting bit. No, yeah. the whole concept that mind control with vampires exists at all. Oh yeah, whole mind brings field. consent in well, every episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do they, yeah. Are they? Is this going to be like? Are they going to use the mind control that often? Should I just steal myself? God. Yes, it's a plot device for the writers, especially when a character does something bad, mm. and but they don't want the character they're in love with to know just yet. Oh, the or, mind control uh, them into forgetting about it. Yeah, mm. or or like just some schmuck on the side of the road. Mind control is just a way to like move through society on scene. Yeah. yeah. Something, 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 mind control, ACAB. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do have some quotes mm. from Eleanor during the watch. Oh, okay. Which is really good. In uh, regards to Jeremy, please send him to therapy. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, all of the adults are like, what do we do to fix Jeremy? As though professional therapy doesn't exist and that's exactly what you would do. There's a point at which someone is like, if you don't get your shit together, we're going to have to send you to therapy. Wait, yeah, when it's like, he should be in therapy. That's right, it's Elena. Yeah, Elena's yeah. like, you really want to like tell some stranger how much you fucked up? And it's like... He Dude, should want to yeah. do that. He absolutely yeah. should. His parents died four months ago. But they drove off a bridge and into a lake. He should absolutely. Yeah. I don't get why that scene is like a. I guess yeah. I'm forgetting how stigmatized therapy was 10 plus years ago. I guess, because yeah, I feel like yeah. it's so normal now. Yeah. But like, that's. He should be in therapy. Yeah. I mean, that's like the time before better help. And like, mm. and we're also mm. in a particularly pro therapy little bubble. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're very Imagine if we got sponsored by better help and we could just like. <laughs> Honestly, seamlessly weave that into this little segment. 
Yeah, this show's, like, version of, like, characters getting, like, decent therapy is them in a circle doing shots. Oh, no. By saying one thing they hate about a person that caused them trauma. Oh, And then they do a shot. That is, like, processing. It's not therapy. It's not therapy. No, no, no. But it is is the closest they get to processing. That's a a good little moment. We do a fair bit of that in this household and (laughs) pretend it's therapeutic, so I understand the impulse. It's cathartic. Totally. Another thing Eleanor said that I love in regards to (laughs) Stefan, oh my god, he's like the comet. (laughs) When Stefan was talking about how the comet only comes back around 140 years. Yeah, she was like, it's made of stone and ice and it can only come home once every 145 years. And oh I was like, my God. And I was like, ah, that's just like him. There's a writer somewhere that was like, oh, a person got that metaphor. Yeah, it's me. Hi, hello, whoever did that. I see you. And I value you. There's something to be said for like pieces of media mm. that begin with a comet. I feel like we've got Sozin's comet in mm. Avatar mm. and we've got the comet in Game of Thrones. Yeah, there's the musical The Great Comet. There's <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it's it's like a fun like celestial thing. I also another little like mm, little structure thing I noticed is that last episode ended with Damon coming to Elena's door and this episode ended with her coming to his door. Stefan. Stefan. Stefan is the one who is Steve. Yeah. Okay, which which one is Ian Sommerhalder? Ian is Damon. He's the bad boy. Oh I keep I keep wanting to call him Stefan because I feel like his face is a Stefan face, but Stefan I have the same I've been using a demon Damon. Yeah. But okay, yeah. wait. So Damon is Ian Sommerhalder, who yeah. is the bad boy. Yeah, he's Stephen. the eyebrow man. Okay, oh, yes. Yeah, so- we are Team Damon, Eleanor. That's why we keep getting yeah. fucked up because you keep calling Ian Summerholder the eyebrow man when very clearly they're both the, eyebrow man. He the, the another man factions. has thicker eyebrows. There are clear factions. <laughs> Ian does act with his eyebrows. He does. Whereas Stefan is is a bit more stoic. With his facial expressions. When someone calls someone an eyebrow man, they're not usually thinking, oh, he has such expressive brows. They're thinking, who has big old clonkers on their forehead? <laughs> it's oh, both. It's both of those things. Yes, yeah. but one has clearly bigger clonkers. That is true. That is true. It's size alone. <laughs> There's a winner. We love a clonky boy. <laughs> we do. The last thing I want to say about uh, what Eleanor shouted during... Um, this show when uh, going back to the sexual tension between these brothers uh-huh. eleanor supposed that it's because they're tall and they can look into each other's eyes yeah i can yeah. see why eleanor would say what? that eleanor they're, they're the same height <laughs> four foot three <laughs> i do not kiss everyone whose gaze i can meet <laughs> as i said that hannah and i accidentally I'm just saying, like, as, like, the logistics are there, (laughs) is all I'm saying. And, because, like, everybody else is so much shorter than both of them. Hey, is this how you and Natalie got together? Okay, no. 
<laughs> kind of. Are you lying? I'm hearing it kind of mm. in your voice. Like, uh, listen. <laughs> so good. We got together because we um, are soulmates. Uh, and we happen to be very similar heights. And it can be hard to like being the slightly taller one. Uh, but also be 5'3", uh-huh. is what I'll say. Sure, sure. Uh, okay, Eleanor, I have <laughs> flipped my body around on my chair, uh-huh. and I have thrown a hat on backwards. Yeah, so just, up? like, hold that visual in your head. Uh-huh. It's like I'm there, yeah. Did you guys just make eye contact across the room, and you were like, oh, no one else can see us because we're so little? <laughs> we did make meaningful eye contact across a room at a party, and that is how we started Aww. dating. <laughs> We were in a theater troupe together first, but... Uh, uh-huh. Aren't we all? Mm-hmm. Aren't we all? I wasn't. Thank, thank you for your candor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to wearing a backwards hat when I do all of my focus group interviews as a professional adult. Mm-hmm. I think it might help. Speaking of sexual attention and Damon... Uh-huh. <laughs> you do this every conversation. <laughs> we have Elena and Damon's first meeting mm-hmm. in the show. Yeah. Elena gets kind of a little mad later at Stefan. She's like, you didn't tell me he had a brother. As if that's something that he had, he was like obligated to tell her. Yeah, as if perhaps there's like a weird tension between the two of them, Mm -hmm. but the only way she can express it is by saying that. Yeah. You didn't tell me you had a hot brother that wanted to hit on me in a mansion. (laughs) There's definitely some smooth looks from Damon at at Elena. And then you said, he's the backbone of this show. (laughs) Yeah. Because like, he's a little shitster. He He likes to stir the pot. Yeah. I also love his facial expressions. Yeah. But he's I also, also just kind of like slinky and fun, yeah. you know? He's yeah. like, he's got some real joy. He is absolutely Eleanor's type in, yeah. Like, yeah. in like fave characters mm. for Absolutely. Sure. I think we have the same vampire type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that. And like, also, yeah, there is like a specific type of fictional character who if they show up, I will, like, I will always stand. I yeah. will always stand. rascally yeah. for me, but it sounds like it is for both of you. Yeah. yeah. It's it works for me. Yeah, I love love a wascally wabbit. I said some mean stuff about his hair though, <laughs> um, and it's because I think that how they got it the way that it is in the show in the early episodes, at least I'm sure it gets better. I hope. Is I think they just kind of like took some scissors at him sideways and cut a bunch of pieces at random to try and give him layers, and then just kind of like fluffed it up violently and then dunked him into like a vat of aquanet so it's just this kind of crispy haphazard paralyzed mop on his head yeah holy shit eleanor i love him the hair could be better (laughs) i don't know i feel like paralyzed mop might be a kind of okay thing (laughs) damon's hair goes through a journey Mm, it's a journey that i love hmm it looks like something died on his head. <laughs> Incredible that you feel like it's both something that is previously alive, but also a, a paralyzed mop. Yeah, it's both alive and dead like a vampire. I want to mm-hmm. say one more thing about the plot in this scene, which mm-hmm. is that Stefan, sorry, Stevie mm-hmm. was... Don't do nicks like that. <laughs> he was a fucking dick he was he was mm, really yeah. really rude to elena yeah. and like we know as the mm. audience that's because you just hate his brother so much mm. but like she was very gobsmacked at how he was acting to her and rightfully so and then she yeah. just kind of gets over it no yeah. yeah i haven't 
No one here in the show has learned about therapy yet. Part of me wants to say that no human character in this show can hold an appropriate grudge, but I think that might actually be realistic to teenagers from what I remember. Yeah, that's a fair point. They just look so much older than teens. Yeah, it's that that teen drama thing where it's like, you shouldn't act like this. In character, I guess it's realistic, but this is a this is someone who pays taxes. <laughs> I do want to talk briefly about Vicky, who had to go back to work. Yeah. After yeah. supposedly being mauled by an animal. Yeah. 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 Capitalism. 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 Yeah. Vicky's boss is a monster. The vampires are not the true monsters on this show. It's capitalism. Did we shit on capitalism in the first episode? Probably. Because it's important to me that that remain. I'm adding that to my list mm. of Vs. It's another C. <laughs> also, Elena has like a talk with Stefan about Catherine. Because Damon kind of like lets it sneak out that Stefan had this ex. Yeah. Catherine. Yeah. Oh, he's being real sneaky out. about it. Yeah, without saying, like, gosh, you died in 1800s. Yeah. Oh, no, he had an ex. Yeah, yeah, He implied that she was still on the scene and not dead by a century. Dead and also maybe a previous incarnation of the... Yeah, where, like, his ex is you. You His ex is you. You look exactly like her. Mm. I I will say also, this episode was, like, one brother just kind of, like... I mean, so far, it's been, like, the nice brother showing up and like kind of stalking Elena, but not being too weird about it, just kind of mm-hmm. showing up. And then Vicky is sort of like the mirror where it's Damon just kind of shows up, but every time he shows up, he drinks her blood or terrorizes her in some other way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Justice for Vicky. Justice for Vicky, honestly. Yeah. I I stand. <laughs> Can I say something that might be a little galaxy brained? Do it. Does the show have sort of a Madonna whore complex with Elena and Vicky? Yeah. Because they're treated very differently mm-hmm. despite being in pretty similar circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. And the main difference is that one of them is just kind of more vocally into like sex and drugs. And she yeah. gets treated like shit by everyone. Yeah. Mm. The camera and the direction and the writing doesn't treat her well either. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Like there's this line that Caroline has where... Caroline, who, like, is actively seeking out getting railed by a mysterious mm. person just because he looks smoldery. I mean, nothing wrong. Yeah. There's this line where Caroline says, isn't it always the druggies who are the biggest attention whores or something? Mm-hmm. Which is, like, problematic on many fucking levels. Obviously. Oh, yeah. But what a, what a strange, like, take to have for someone who is constantly lamenting being single. Yeah, Andrew, mm-hmm. last episode, wasn't she the one that got super wasted at that party and then Bonnie had to take her to that diner to sober up? But I wasn't pills, yeah. so she's better. Mm. So towards the end, Stefan and Elena finally have a kiss. Mm-hmm. And it's very innocent and, and you know, it's framed as romantic. They talk about, um, she talks about, <laughs> she explains to him what a journal is, or a diary, <laughs> and then tells her where her diary is hidden. She, she... <laughs> Vampire Splains Diaries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're both talking about what they would write as entries in that moment mm-hmm. to each that other. Oh, so insufferable. That was like, somebody was like, oh shit, we got to bring it back to the fact that there's <laughs> diaries. I'm going to be insufferable to watch this show with because every time somebody says the word diary, I'm going to say vampire diary. <laughs> that's fine. I love it. I that's, that's, that's what the show needs, yeah, actually. That's, you're on the right side of history. <laughs> Thank you. I'm... So I've opened the uh, WhatsApp conversation because uh-huh. yeah. of this. And I see that Morgan asked what song was playing 
And then I was like, I was going to do a mean joke about it being Sarah Bareilles, but it's Sarah Bareilles. <laughs> and then what I have is Hannah saying in all capital letters, oh, Caroline is getting railed. <laughs> <laughs> I was really excited for her. Yeah, same. There was like a very abrupt smash cut yeah. where it was like sweet kiss. Oh, Damon's head is halfway down her torso. Yeah. Caroline <laughs> is getting railed. Yes, yeah, she and is. Very railed. And then she's getting very eaten in the other way. Yeah. yeah, there was a, there was a visual pun occurring in the scene. Yeah. The other She is I I mean it's worth saying like that she is a literal child at this point mm-hmm. where she I guess brings a strange man back to her family home. Oh yeah. She's in his bed, I thought. Oh, I thought they were in her house. Oh, that makes me feel a little better. I mean, not about the age difference there because he's probably like a gazillion years old. Yeah, it's Again, it's like the actress is clearly in her 20s, which is good. So it makes it look not creepy. But then you remember how old she's supposed to be. And I, and it's like, oh my God, I want to murder. He he might be as old as a comet, you say? Yeah, he may be as old as a comet and she is a child. I'm trying to Google comet symbolism because it is, the comet is like prevalent in the background of this episode the whole time. And all I really remember is like they go mm. to a comet viewing. Mm. Elena and Bonnie pass out some flyers for the event, which why? At the event, I think. This is insane. Or it's a program. Yeah, it's the night what of is the event. She program. calls it a program. <laughs> Come watch this thing in the sky. <laughs> There's going to be a comet. What are the events? being like it's the one night with the comet and then there's three evenings that we see over the course of this episode i think there's like a few cultures where a comet represents a harbinger of of doom okay okay i love it love it so is this show any good (laughs) i very much enjoyed this episode for what Okay. Yeah. I I I think that yes, there are some enjoyable things in this episode. Um, but I think that the jury is still out because of some hideous layering, because of some common ambiguity. So I think we're gonna have to watch another one to figure it yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> common ambiguity is like really crucial <laughs> to like whether or not something is good. Yeah. Listen, like I, I'm sure that the costuming department did like a fantastic job for that time. Yes. I think it's an accurate reflection of it society. It is an accurate I reflection. Just, I just didn't care for my experience of that time in society. Yeah. If this was a period drama of about 2005, then like they it should get an is. Oscar. It <laughs> is a period drama of 2005 while 2005 was happening. Damn. Is it 2005 I thought it was 2009. Or 9. Oh, nine. Never mind. One of the years. God, you guys are embarrassing me in front of our friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, at this point, feel like they're... This is a strong start. It is a strong start. I feel like I'm a little bit less. Well, okay. I am a little bit like what the fuck is happening, but it's because I can't tell white people apart. Not because because I think there's no narrative continuity. So that's something to consider. Jeremy's very bland. Okay. I know these people are all distinct from one another. Jeremy clearly shouldn't be bland. Like he's not, he's not right now. He's not, I won't say that he's bland, but he does 100% feel, I think I said this to you guys, he feels imported from Gilmore Girls. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Yeah, he is the only one that dresses a little bit differently than everyone else. So I think it's easiest to like tell him apart from kind of the herd of teens for me at least. Yeah, Yeah, herd of teens. I mean, I want to see him like be a more interesting and creative character. Like, Mm -hmm. I would like to see him get involved with vampire stuff. Oh, I want him in a band. Oh, I (laughs) would love Jeremy making a band. Um, Jeremy band. Jeremy band. I was thinking of him in that like (laughs) O-Town 
face. Okay, so mm. Otown is clearly not his vibe. Oh, I want to, well, okay, that's what I'd like to see as a person. Realistically, I think we're looking a little more good Charlotte. But <laughs> there, we go. there we go. I think it's more likely we're going to head in a vampire direction than a band direction, but that's I'm only because of the a, title of the I'm show that I think that. <laughs> that's my dream for us. And that concludes. <laughs> This concludes our episode for Vampire Diaries, episode two, The Night of the Comet. Please join us next time for episode three and see where this teen drama takes us. Let's promote stuff. Bridget, go. I have a small business named Galaxy Brain Design. You can follow on Instagram or by visiting our website. Um, or you can see all the stupid bullshit Hannah and I do with our dog by following her at Wednesday the Bat on Instagram. Ooh, can we do something where, can we sign off by us all saying vampires at the same time? <laughs> okay. Okay, Morgan, you read it. Count us in. Uh, so this has been the Vampire <laughs> Journals. No, we can't. <laughs> no. One, two, three. Vampires! vampires. <laughs> Captain Planet. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe and share, and follow us on Twitter at Journals Podcast. Capitalism. Capitalism. Capitalism.